Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, one of the things that I love about people with ADHD is that we are incredibly creative. I mean, we are never short on brilliant ideas. The challenge with ADHD, though, is knowing which idea to follow and which idea to let go. So during this episode, ADHD career coach Shell Mendelson and I talk about all of the brilliant ideas we have as ADHDers and how to tell the difference between your life purpose and a mission. We talk about your purpose, how your purpose is the theme for your life. We talk about how a mission aligns with your purpose, but it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. We also talk about prioritizing preferred experiences. Now, with a master's in counseling and emphasis on career, Shell has created or helped hundreds of ADHD adults and young adults over the past 35 years find a fulfilling and sustainable career direction. She has also experienced her fair share of career changes. In her 20s, she had a string of unsuccessful secretary jobs, which helped her realize that her strengths in shorthand didn't mean she was fit for administrative work. Very important. She talks about this during the show. Now, once she found her real life's work over 35 years ago, she has never looked back. Her work is synonymous with joy, and she will likely never retire. She wants that for everyone. And with ADHD, is absolutely imperative that we make a choice that reflects that joyful experience for the majority of our workday. You will definitely want to check out the ADHD and Making Career Decisions episode with Shell. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Now, before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you've downloaded the free ADHD supports guide I created for you. Honestly, it might be a good idea to have it handy each week while you listen to the podcast because it is chock full of tips, tools, practices, and resources to support you on your ADHD journey. So if you haven't already, download the ADHD supports guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes and be sure to follow it all the way to the end because I've included a one-time ADHD reset offer that can only be accessed through the guide. All right, enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, this hey, meeting Shell, is being recorded. and welcome, welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much, Tracy. Great to be here. Yes, yes. So before we get started, can you give us like the Cliff Notes version of um, of your journey and how you came to be doing what you're doing right now? Cliff Notes. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could probably be your mom. <laughs> oh, I don't know, about a, <laughs> We're talking about a history here. <laughs> uh, well, I... Let's see, in a nutshell, in my 20s, I, uh, I had my bachelor's degree and a teaching credential, and I couldn't find a job doing uh, teaching at the time, because they told us in, in school that half of us would never get a job. That was nice. lovely. That's and it was lovely. true, they weren't hiring, 
Yeah, it was a lovely thing to start out with. Um, so I, for a period after I got my credential, I looked for a job and realized I really didn't want to teach high school kids. Uh, it just wasn't my thing at the time. And I didn't want to teach in a public school. So the setting and everything about teaching at that time wasn't really, at least in the public school setting, which is the way I define teaching and the way a lot, I, I don't know, a lot of people might define it that way. Right. Teaching is a skill and it can be used in a lot of different ways. And that's, I'm still teaching, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so teaching is a skill I have to use. But at that time, I wasn't, a, I wasn't aware of the different ways I could use my skill. Um, and what happened was I went back to doing legal secretarial work. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine me with ADHD? Right. Now I had the skill. I was really great. I could type a mile a minute. I could take shorthand. I could do kind of sit in an office and figure some stuff out, but I absolutely hated it. Right. I was a Kelly uh, girl. I did. Did you have Kelly Kelly girls back? Oh, I did temp work. I, I think that's what I did. Yep. <laughs> I did <laughs> in downtown San Francisco, where it was. Oh my God, you know the what? It used to be that, and during the summer, it would be all rainy and everything. So you'd see all these people depressed going into these buildings, and it was just hell. It was my definition of hell, mm. and um, I just didn't like working. I never liked working for other people. I didn't like uh, the work itself. So I was bored uh, and distracted. And I got fired probably from about 10 jobs wow. doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I used my confidence was like, here I had already had, you know, five years of college. And I thought, I'm too good for this, right? Right. <laughs> kind of, right. You kind of, have, you have kind of an attitude. And I didn't understand why I couldn't get this, do this, this easy. It wasn't easy, but it was just something I hated. I didn't realize that the reason I disliked it was the reason I was getting fired. I didn't put those two things together. Mm, right. Um, and that's really what it is. When you don't like what your work, uh, at some point, the path is not going to lead in a good direction. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You know, uh, so I finally, I remember somebody sat down somebody, it was a boy, an old boyfriend, uh, who he was going off to applying to um, Ivy League colleges to become an attorney mm -hmm. to law school. And I watched him go through this process. And he was very neurotypical going through this process. I mean, I've never seen anybody so organized in my life. Wow. And I don't know, the application process is insane. Uh, and I just watched him go through this. And I was lost. And didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do. And I remember he sat me down and he looked me in the eyes and said, what do you really want to do? Mm. What do you really want? Right. Who does that? Right. Who asks you really what you want? Right. And it was the first time anyone had ever asked me that question. And I thought about it for a while. And I just, I knew one of the things I wanted to do was to help people. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that just came from, came up for me, even though I was, uh, the, the, the subjects I was teaching, uh, before had nothing to do with really helping people, but that came up for me. And also the idea of, um, doing some kind of counseling work. So I, that's the first thing that I thought was I, I want to help people. And I just immediately started applying to, to uh, counseling master's degree programs. Mm -hmm. 
and I got into um, vocational rehabilitation counseling, which had, the reason I did it was it had fewer people in it, and I asked if there were, uh, who, how many people got hired, because mm -hmm. I was 29 at that point, and I was just wanting to go to work, and I wanted to be a professional, right? right? Being a professional, after being uh, in a subordinate position, uh, feeling like I, I had, like, more, I was more on the professional end of things, I wanted to find a job where I could actually be a professional. So that was important to me. I wanted to wear high heels. I wanted to wear suits. That was the time that that happened, right? Right. But I also knew, kind of knew the direction. And so I worked in the field actually for 10 years. And I got, I worked in uh, workers' compensation, vocational rehabilitation, where you got to dress up. And I was, I enjoyed it for a long time. Uh, I really did. In fact, I went from getting fired to being a rock star in my field. Mm. And I was able to move, move up very quickly. Uh, I worked for two companies and um, I ended up, the next step for me was to have my own business. Right. So when my boss said, oh, do you want to be a supervisor? And he sat me down with all <laughs> me managing people. No, I don't think so. Right. And I just looked at him and he said, oh, you could be a supervisor like so-and-so who I thought was like, no, I, I, <laughs> the one person I would never have compared myself with. <laughs> and and this mo wonderful mom and pop company I was working for all of a sudden was turning into this corporate entity mm, where right. you want to, if you want to move up, you've got to do all these things. And all these things were things I hadn't, there was no way. Right. So I looked, then I realized what my way of moving up was to have, you know, go off and on my own. And I remember telling him, and I remember he said to me, um, shell, why, why do you want to leave? You know, he was really upset. And I said, do you remember when you first started out? Like, would you have wanted to be a supervisor for somebody or right. a manager? And he said, no. He was very honest with me. And he said, no. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 at that, I never looked back at that point. I, I did my own thing. I started my own company or business. And I started uh, burning out of workers' compensation, vocational rehabilitation, yeah. because I didn't feel like I was helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, I was working in a very adversarial kind of setting where the people who came to me were basically forced because they were injured on the job. And this was at the time mandated in the state of California, which anybody who knows how long ago that was, it will age me a great deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... I started burning out and, but I wanted to do count, you know, career work. I love the career aspect of it. And I wanted to work with people who were not in a system and where it wasn't adversarial and it was mm -hmm. just the person and myself. And so right. then I, then I started, um, I, I became familiar with, uh, what colors your parachute mm -hmm. and Richard Bulls. And I saw he was having a training. He was training, uh, uh, coaches or counselors, I should say. So I went to his training and it changed my life. That was, mm. that was it. I mean, I found that was it. I just found right. this is what I want to be doing. I brought it back. I, I reworked it over the years to, to kind of work for me 
and my ADHD brain, even mm -hmm. though I was undiagnosed, but I, I sort of made it knew that there were little tweaks that had to be made and I kept doing that and doing that right. and doing that. Um, and I work in the meantime with all kinds of people, neurotypical ADHD, all, all kinds of people and, uh, uh, doing the, the platform until I got my diagnosis late in life mm, later. Right. And when I got my diagnosis, it was, uh, and, and I'll tell you about the, it was after I had veered off into a mission Remember, we were talking about mission. Right. We will talk about that. And uh, be, and I was so, so devastated by that experience um, that I went crawling to the bookshelf where I had a book on ADHD that a fr therapist friend of mine had sent me, like, hint, hint. She would never, she never said to me, I think you have ADHD. She just sent me the book. Right? What a nice friend. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I think well, you might like son, this. Yeah, her son, her son was kind of off the charts, ADHD. And uh, so I think she knew when she was familiar with the characteristics. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I put it in, I promptly put it in the drawer for a couple of years until I was, I, I had this horrible experience with uh, the franchise system, which I'm happy to talk about as the mission, what I consider the mission. Um, put it in the, put it in the drawer took it but at that point i was at such a low that i went to the crawling to the bookshelf put my hands on it opened it up and read all the characteristics and i mm -hmm. that was the big awakening as men i think all of us have had that awakening at right. some point before oh. maybe <laughs> there i am right yeah and it, it was like I'm, I'm, this is actually something that other people experience. Right. <laughs> Besides myself. And I was already doing the thing that I, I loved at that point. But then I knew that, oh my gosh, can you imagine being in work, doing work you don't love, uh, which I had experienced mm -hmm. many times and having ADHD. And right. so I just said, I'm going to work with my community, my tribe. That's it for me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've done ever since. Right. And I just, tw I began tweaking uh, the parachute process more and more for our, our tribe. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I haven't told, I don't know if I've told you, but I'm putting out a, uh, I'm working on a self-published workbook too. Uh, yes. Yes. You'll have to definitely time. let us know when that comes out because. It um, should be out. Yeah. I'm working on it with, with the publishers now and it should be out in the next couple months okay so i'm excited yeah it'll be nothing like nothing that's ever been out there really because it's going to be kind of it's inspired parachute so it's got parachute in it it's all but it's very much tweaked for our, our brain wiring oh, so. i love that when things are tweaked for our brain wiring it's really yeah. helpful for example it's spiral bound so you can you know the pages lie flat Mm, and it's right. got tabs that you can go right to whatever section it's going to have like all the physical attributes that'll make it easy and, it, and it'll be step by step and graphic those are the things visual right, graphic right. and step by yeah. step telling me exactly what i need to do and i'll do it well for the most part <laughs> yeah <laughs> depends on how interested well, I, mean, I am like you know yeah, but it'll, it'll be, it will be there and easier to navigate than the ones that are out there now. Right. So it's right. much easier. 
Okay. So anyway, I don't know. That's not a nutshell. I get it, but <laughs> well, but that's okay because honestly, I love the swirly twirly journey that we take. You know, we are not linear, and which yeah. is which is you know challenging in a neurotypical world. But it's really beautiful too because I get to see so many things. You know, I um. So we'll we'll get to um we'll we'll get to our topic and this is just a little side note as as we do, um. But it took me ten years to go through college, and oh, I always thought it, yes. you know I changed majors. I went to three. I went to five different yeah. schools in three different states. So, which meant like right. every time I started in a different state, I like lost half of my credit hours. And then I moved to a different state and I lose half of those. So anyway, it was a swirly twirly college experience as well. But I always thought, oh my gosh, if I could take everything that I have learned, cause I'm a well-rounded, like I've got a, I've got a, a wealth of knowledge because of my interests, right? I've taken this and taken this and it's by one of the reasons it took 10 years. But if I could take all of that and like make it a degree, I'm like, why can't we do that? Why does it have to be in a box? You know, anyway, that's a, that's a, that's my, that's another part of my swirly twirly journey. But, um, but I love that swirly twirly journey to get, but, but here's the thing is you can hit help make it. So it's, it's still going to be swirly twirly, but it's not going to be as hard, right? It can be swirly no. twirly. Like, um, but you know, I say swirly twirly, like, um, like, uh, Will Ferrell and elf and elf when he mm. talks about he took the swirly twirly path or whatever to get yeah. to new york city and, and it's like yeah. he had fun you know like what if we could have fun on yeah. this journey and and that's what you help help people do is to to uh to you know it's still going to be yeah. swirly twirly but you can have help fun. them yeah, to help yeah. have fun with it have fun with it well the way it the way it really um shakes down in all of that is that there is a a part in there that talks about the learning experiences and I was going to share that with you that all the things that you learned there's like this little thing called the prioritizing grid remember prioritizing your right. preferred your preferred knowledges those are all your knowledges right mm -hmm. and prioritizing those so that the cream rises to the top mm. of the ones that you want to you want to start focusing on to begin with right it doesn't mean you don't bring the other ones in there because you do eventually but there's a place to start right and it just becomes clearer and clearer and clearer that with all the knowledges you have there's like three or four one or maybe even one or two uh that really stick out and keep getting repeated the information comes up over and over again mm -hmm. and you start to recognize it more and more that oh i just had a, a a client in in one of the classes she's always she goes i realize i just don't want to be in front of a computer anymore i don't want to be in front, i just don't want to spend all my time and i can't get away from the fact that i love like you getting my hands into art and making things and do and there's just and it kept coming up and i just can't deny it anymore mm, right right and she it just was this big aha mm -hmm. and so now when she talks about getting started she's talking about maybe working starting out by working in a gallery or a place where she she might be behind the computer doing something using that knowledge but she's in the environment 
with all these artists and people making things and doing classes and doing all kinds of activities and she can slowly begin to move into that so that's kind of where it can take you without feeling like i have to give up everything you can take all these things that you've done in the past that you can get a job with right mm -hmm. you know right away especially with her yeah, I, I love that you bring that in because it's it's tempting to say, I just wasted mm -hmm. a whole decade of my life. I just wasted yeah. all of this time doing this work that I hated, but there's always something that we gained, right? There's always something that we gained. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and you can, and it's a way to, to get, it's a way to move, as long as you're conscious of what you're doing and you're aware of what your preferences are, and for her it was the visual arts. Mm -hmm. It was uh, doing actual hands-on and not being behind a computer. And so, yeah, she realizes that she's going to get started as a way to earn a living, mm -hmm. but she's going to make sure it's in the right environment where she's surrounded by the people. Right. She wants to communicate and she wants to you know and maybe she can offer to teach a class mm -hmm. here and there and maybe she can make things and uh show, talk to the other artists and, and just collaborate in some way right there's so many different things when you're in that environment mm -hmm. uh that you can be doing to sort of start to move into that direction right. that you want to be going and the feeling of being in that environment is 100 percent different than being like maybe at home all the time where you're uh, just behind a computer right. for eight out, 12 hours, whatever it is, mm -hmm. or even in an office doing that where you have no breaks and you're in this kind of toxic -y kind of environment, which a lot of people are in right now. Um, and so you can get a start. It's not, it makes it so that it's not impossible. Like a lot yeah. of people think it's just impossible. Right. Yeah. And those, those little, I mean, we don't, you know, and uh, the work that I do and with my clients, we don't get from A to Z. Like we don't, it, yeah. we don't, I call it your vision, but you know, maybe it's the, the, the work that you're doing. Like you don't just, yeah. it's not a place to get to, like you become that person mm -hmm. with every step that you yeah. take moment every single day you know, you become that person. You don't just like magically, it's not like a, it's not like a, um, like you, you, you know, like you're just, I don't know, like genie. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes yeah. we wish we could, but here's the thing. We miss a lot of things. If we, if we were to do that, go from straight to A to Z, we would miss all of the steps that would help us make those decisions a little bit clearer, I guess. So yeah. Let's talk the about the yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that the prioritizing process is what really helps to clarify where your real, where your heart is. Mm, you know, right. I mean, it, because it's about intuitive. Like, it's it seems like a um, a kind of cold process to use a grid or whatever, but it's mm -hmm. it's not because you're you're making intuitive choices as you're going through it. Right. And you're listening, you're learning to listen to yourself and listen to yourself. Right. And that's the part that very few people do. It's like they, they get stuck and they have all these ideas swirling around and then they get stuck thinking, oh, well, this one's not going to work. This one's not going to work, but it's still there. It's, it's still there. It's yeah. not going to go away. Right. So there has to be a process that you can 
kind of figure out and and learn how to kind of buck and what I call that safekeeping self, that part of us that doesn't want to do anything mm -hmm. because it feels too big. Right. But to just take one one piece of it and it, and it's a feel good. It's going to feel good to do it because it's your preference. Yeah. It's the thing that you have intuitively um, de delineated as being something that is like on, on the top of your preference list. Right. Does that right. make sense? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us you can you tell us the difference between a mission and a purpose? Because you've talked about well, in the, and then you can tell us a little bit about that mission um, experience that you had. Um, because I, I re, I've read hundreds and hundreds of life visions, right? It's what I do. I help people kind of decide what they want, which is what you do, so that they have a direction. Like we, we have to know what we want in order to get there, you know? I mean, it do, we don't really get anywhere by knowing only what we don't want. It's a start. But when all we know is what we don't want, we don't, we can't take the steps, right? So, um, so I completely forgot, Shell, the, the, uh, the, what I was trying to say. Um, oh, okay. So about life, life purpose and uh, mission. Yeah. Yeah. About life purpose and mission. Cause I, I've read, like I said, I've read hundreds of life visions over the years and mm -hmm. it's kind of, people are like, well, I really, really feel I need to do this thing, but I don't know, like, is that supposed to be what I'm, what I'm supposed to do for a living or like, but can you tell us a little bit about what that difference is? What, what is a, I guess what, let's, let's start with what is a purpose? First of all, I call it like the theme for your life. Theme. It's your personal, your personal theme. Mm -hmm. uh, and it always will align with the work that you do. And so Sometimes it can have, like for me, if you're, if you find that you love your work so much, you just, it's almost like a hobby. You want to call it like an avocational. It's something that you just enjoy doing. You spend time reading about it. Um, that's me. That's how yeah. I am with my work. So um, I find that my purpose is very much aligned uh, and my purpose is my, my work a lot to do with my work. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it really is about lifting people out of that whole idea of not knowing what you want and figuring that out and actually taking steps to do it. So helping with people to the point of, of the knowing mm -hmm. and uh, with using my teaching skills, using all the skills that I love to use um, and my, get my wish for the world is that everybody were doing the work that they love. Everybody could do something that they really enjoy and imagine what the world would be like if there were, if everybody uh, enjoyed their work, then they all think of the products and the services that would be offered. And when you walk into, even when you walk into a retail outlet, that person loves what they do. They would treat you a certain way. Uh, you would, companies would be developed based mm -hmm. on uh, the way people need them to communicate and respond to them, it would right. be a whole different, it would be like a whole alternative universe, really. Right. And the but, energy of that, right? If we were all doing work that we love, 
the energetic frequency of the world would be like all jacked up. It would be, it would be amazing. It would be a whole different. Yeah. 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 So is your purpose but kind of a, like your why? Your purpose is your why for yourself. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's very personal and everybody has different elements that they're looking at. Um, some people are looking at beauty. I mean, people that are in the entertainment world have their own purpose. People uh, who come from the heart, you know, are heart-centered, have a, a different purpose. They're different, uh, Bowles calls them, I think, the pillars, uh, eight different pillars that you can align with, that we all align with. Mm -hmm. And it's really just getting clarity about that and owning it. Right. That's a hard, I think that's a hard part is just really getting that clarity and then saying, yes, this is who I am. And so, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, it took me a long time to understand what my purpose was, mm -hmm. but at the base of it, like the reason that I ultimately got into teaching was because I wanted to help a child, right? I wanted to help kids. I wanted to help kids mm -hmm. to have self-worth, to feel like they they have meaning, to um to 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 because I didn't have that, right? And and so when it comes down, when it when it went like boiled all the way down, even what I'm doing right now, when I was teaching, I realized I can only do so much as a teacher. And teachers are amazing and we need teachers. I wasn't good at it. I wasn't good at teaching kids. It didn't feel let's say it wasn't that I wasn't good at it. It didn't feel natural to me. It didn't feel like the right thing. And then I realized yeah. that, oh, what, especially when I became a mom, it's the moms. That's how I'm going to reach the kids, right? Because the moms have the biggest effect on the kids. And so it was a, an interesting, but at the base of the work that I do, it's making a difference in a child's life. That's, that's like, that's the, that's the, the, um, that's the heart of it. So, but it took me a long time to realize that I was on the right track. And I think you helped me too, because of your, your teaching background, um, we're still teaching, right? Even yeah. when you're a, when you're yeah, a, um, a therapist, you're teaching, right? It's a skill that you love and that it's important to identify the skills that you love to use. And they, they do work into your purpose. Those top say five skills always have something to do with with your purpose, like mm. using those skills in a way. Okay. So teaching is one of them. That's probably my top one. Mm -hmm. uh, and problem solving is another one and mm. helping people to identify and cre being, using creativity in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. That's another one. And all those things sort of come into play in terms of my purpose. Right. And when you start to recognize all those things and identify them, it becomes clearer and clearer clearer and clearer right and uh yeah it's not it took me a while too to get there i totally get it uh, especially my definition and when i say the difference between life purpose and mission it's my definition mm -hmm. based on my experience right and i i find it that when i t tell people uh inform people of my definition it really um rings true for a lot of people yeah because it's not 
it, do, I don't know if you want me to kind of launch into the difference. But, well, yeah, tell, uh, us, the, tell us what, the, what a mission, yeah, I could tell us what the difference is between purpose and mission. That would be great. Right. So um, the purpose, again, is the theme, and that's the thing that uh, is driving you every day on some level. The mission is a, I consider it a one-off kind of thing, or a begin. it has a beginning, a middle, and end. It could be a project of some kind. It could be a whole, uh, it could be a lifestyle at some point. It could be something, but you know, it's a beginning, a middle, and an end mm -hmm. to it. So there's an exit strategy. Mm, right. And That's important. Ex it, exit strategy. That's important. There's an exit strategy. And the thing I didn't realize, the thing that actually got me to that definition was when I uh, woke up one morning and it had to do with my son being young and being an art person. I love art. I love, I mean, I'm not an artist, but I'm artistic and I love having art around me. Mm -hmm. And I'm very visual. I see things in bright colors and I'm just, that's just how I am. Right. And I realized that art was being taken out of the school and part of it came out of being kind of angry about that. Mm -hmm. And so I woke up one morning and I, I say I had like a, a, a creative download and anyone who's kind of creative minded and a lot of people with ADHD, by the way, yeah. get these downloads where you wake up and you have this idea and it's like this light bulb goes woo off and the light bulb was the, the, a business and um, the name of the business. Mm -hmm. All of it came like one morning. And so the name was Kids Art, K-I-D-Z, capital A-R-T. And the uh, business was to twofold. It was to bring art to children in a way that uh, small business people could hire teachers and teach a certain way of art so that all kids are creative uh, all kids learn to be creative all kids experience a certain level of um, success if you will with art mm -hmm. so that they don't get turned off to the idea and say i'm not an artist right, right. so it's a confidence building kind of thing and i had a friend who was working with who i've known my whole life who was an artist who was teaching something like that and so my thought was you know i want to see people have businesses with art where it's not um the this starving artist kind of thing mm -hmm. like you can actually have a business that you enjoy and bring art and teach art and have mm. and make money right right uh, so that was just my, everything was cooking around in my brain for a long time. And it took a few years actually of bringing people together to create a franchise system that became international called kids art. Um, and is now in several countries. Well, when I left, it was in 15 countries. Wow. Uh, it didn't do well. I hate to, I, I don't want to say it was because of me, but I think it was, I was the founder the brought everybody together. I love doing that piece. So this is this is where the difference between a mission. I love doing every the the parts where you're bringing people together and you're having fun. That's the beginning, right? Right. Uh, and then the the middle of it is when you start kind of launching it and bringing it to the world. And then that last part is the day to day, which is where the exit strategy needs to be. <laughs> right, right. 
so I was not aware at that time and I felt trapped and it was it became like a corporate albatross mm, and it was terrible. Right. I've and, heard I've heard many people who have done some, like started this amazing thing and it, and they had great success in you you know in, in the if, if you think of the the uh you know the 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 so social term of success but was just an albatross just too much and just not too enjoyable. much yeah no because uh and the other people i work with weren't really great business people mm -hmm. they were they they helped kind of move things along but it was like putting out fires every day was right Right. the worst experience in the world and i did not like being a ceo i like being a founder i wish i ended up passing off the ceo position to somebody i should not have but i just mm -hmm. wanted it as a lot of people i think with adhd when you get to that boiling point you just want it to end so you find yeah. some way i wasn't well thought out um pass it around on to the wrong person and it just went kind of downhill from there mm -hmm. but at one point where you were in 39 uh, states and 15 countries Wow! and the first country was China and the Chinese franchisee was a brilliant marketer and set up three different he called them schools kids art schools mm -hmm. in Shanghai Sweet. and it was a great success yes yes so and how I, do we uh, yeah, yeah how do we how do we so you came to it so the point is we don't want to get to that that no ugly ending right you talked about the beginning the middle and the ending so mm -hmm. i guess first of all how do we even know that it's a mission and how do we know that it has to have a, a beginning middle and end well i was always a career counselor and coach um that was what i had done up until that point and i was still doing that work and then i didn't have time to do it anymore and I lost myself. So I was unaware. I didn't go into it with the awareness. Mm. I didn't take my own advice. I just mm. got completely enmeshed in the situation for years. And it took me off course. And it was so all encompassing that I didn't have time to be who I was, which mm. was a career person. That right. was what I loved doing. And I never got tired of it. I should have known, you know, that this was. And I just, when it got to the point of, um, you know, I completely lost myself. That's what happens. And so if you go into it asking the question, is this something, a mission, uh, or is it my work? You need to define what your life's, what the actual life's work is that you want to be doing first. And then when missions come along, you can sort of ask them out and know what they are. Know that that's not, you want to come back to doing your life's work but maybe you just want to do an abbreviated version of some project or have like a sm get people together who are going to kind of take off and do it. Mm -hmm. And you take more of a side side line. There's so many different ways to, to do it with the awareness that that's what you're doing. Right. That right. I did not, I did not have that awareness at the time did not at all. And I was undiagnosed on top of it. Right. So you can imagine this, uh, anyone who's worked for like a CEO with ADHD mm -hmm. uh, and often undiagnosed probably knows what I'm talking about. Right. It can be a complete nightmare. Yeah. Right. And I was one of those people. I was that way because I was so uh, 
detail I could see we can you know how it is we can see things in the future kind of we we can right. see how things are going to play out if mm -hmm. certain aspects of, of the work are not done mm -hmm. and I couldn't get these neurotypical people to, who were very analytical and didn't want to uh, you know didn't see the bigger picture that like right. I did and thought and I kept thinking why is it they can't see it right and I had ADHD and they didn't they were right. you know it was pretty clear they just saw it from a very compartmentalized point of view mm -hmm. and so when opportunities came up that they completely shut down it became a nightmare for me yeah. and i just wanted to be free to do the work unencumbered that i love doing right. and when i finally got out of it um, i went back to doing this work of that i'm doing now starting with one client and I had, it was like so much fun. You know, it was like, I forgot right. what fun was. Right. I forgot. It was like such a relief mm -hmm. <laughs> at that right. point. It was a, a burden taken off my shoulder. And I, I, I realized I did, it was, I did the right thing getting out of there. It was, it didn't end well though. It wasn't in a good way. Mm -hmm. uh, but now uh some of our first franchisees actually bought the franchise system from my the original the people that i left all right and yeah they were the people if i could have picked anybody they would have been the ones and right. so they've tried to sort of rope, rope me back into it and i'm like nope i'm sorry i'm very clear nope right well and that's i think that's the important thing is that self-awareness not just when you're making, you know, self-awareness always, like listening to how does it feel, you know, so that you don't end up because what yeah. happens often is that we, or maybe we, we, we hear, we're, we're hearing these messages or we're feeling these messages, but we're not acting on the messages. Yeah. So if there yeah. was, if there was one thing that our listeners could start with to kind of tease out you know, maybe they are, maybe they do have this, like this amazing idea, um, but they're not really sure where to go with it, or they're not, or maybe they're just really trying to figure out their purpose. What is one thing that they could do right now to, um, to help them get more clear and gain more self-awareness? Well, I think the one thing that came up for me was that each of the subjects, uh, like, and I, I did this again another time, but I realized that it, it was uh, it was a beginning middle and it was at that point uh it was a mission mm -hmm. i did it again it didn't work out but i let it go really quickly when it didn't right. work out it's something that you have a passion about for me uh art and children and mm -hmm. business were the things i had passions about mm -hmm. and helping people get create businesses or helping people do something they loved that was all part of kids art mm, but it right. wasn't I the work itself of being a franchisor which is the corporate part of it was not me that was a part right. that was not me right um so recognizing that there are parts of of your uh purpose in there mm -hmm. and the kind of work that you will thrive in doing there's little elements of that in there right. things that you're feeling passionate about mm -hmm. but recognize that it's not the thing right it's not the it's it's maybe an offshoot of the thing mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
And we have lots of offshoots <laughs> with ADHD. <laughs> and that's okay. It is so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's awareness. It's the awareness part of it of of really asking yourself: Is this the kind of work that I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. uh, for my life, my life's work, mm -hmm. or is this uh, mission uh, something that I is kind of an offshoot and a one-off and has a beginning, a middle, and end? Right. The work I do will never end. I mean, I'll probably do it till I croak. Right. Yeah. I know we've talked about that. Me too. I, I'm like, yeah. my, my husband is, um, I mean, we still have kids and we have teens and tweens still, but he's, he's thinking about retirement and I'm like, I'm never going to retire. I love what I do. Like I, if I retire, I, this is just me. If you, if you out there listening are, you know, really, really want to retire, that's fantastic. But for me, I, I Go just, for it. I don't want, you know, um, oh, I can't remember her name, Portion. There was a woman who was, she was a, a yoga instructor um, and she lived to be, I think 104. And she taught, she said like in her nineties, I am going to teach yoga until I take my last breath. And I'm like, that's it. Bing, 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 bing. That's, <laughs> that's what it. I want to do. It. I want to live that way. That's it. So yeah. how can our listeners find you? Cause this has been, a fantastic conversation and you've got the depth of your knowledge and um and and the what color is your parachute is brilliant like it's a brilliant book definitely when you let me know when you um when the workbook comes out and i will add it to the show notes i can add it in at a later date um actually yeah i can i'll add it in at whenever whenever it goes whenever it's available but how can they find you they'll now? be on the amazon yes and <laughs> amazon right yeah, it'll be in Kindle and Amazon and uh, Apple Books. Okay. So Perfect. when it comes out, yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Um, so I am at, there are a couple of ways to find me, passion2career.com, or uh, you can find me at careercoachingwithshell.com. Okay. okay. Also, I'm at whatcolorisyourparachute.com. Oh, you know, sweet. they all lead okay. to the same place. That. Whatever, whatever you can remember, if you remember what colors your parachute, that's the way to find me. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and I'm te I do teach the master class, mm -hmm. and I do have seats left in the eleventh. Uh, I think it's starting May eleventh, and it's a very small. Just so read up on the master class, and that's the baseline for working with me. And I would love, love to. I have moms, tons of moms in my class. Right. With small, some of them with small kids. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I mean, I I wish that I had, I wish that I had, um, I wish that I had an ADHD version of what color is your parachute back when I was, you know, a young adult. That would have been really helpful. Yeah. However, this is this was my journey. Exist. I have it's lots of stories to share. I can help, you know. I, like I had to take the swirly yeah. twirly journey to get here, but um, but anyway, definitely check Shell out. Check out her work. I will include the link to the workbook when it when it's available. And Shell, thank you so much for taking the time today and for sharing your brilliance, your work, and it's kind of gotten me really amped up, you know, and, and that and that understanding Yay. that distinction between purpose and, and mission too. So thank you so much. Yeah. You're very welcome, Tracy. All right. Goodbye for now. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you'll want to check out the free ADHD supports guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, it's important, and sometimes even a little exciting. I invite you to consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly, make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence, all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports, or find the link in the show notes. I truly believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Goodbye for now.